We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Strong by Design podcast. Um, today's host, Chris Wilson, and I am with my colleague. I'm with my uh, my good friend here at Critical Bench, uh, who's been here now a couple of years. We've gotten to know each yes. other and create a lot of content together. Mm-hmm. And I want uh, wanted to bring Tanya in, Miss Tanya Fines, in on this conversation today because she is a legitimate source of knowledge when it comes to this particular topic much better than I. And so before we get into uh, the the topic at hand, your immune system, uh, I would love for Tanya just to give a brief bio, just so, you know, like as sure. a holistic health practitioner, people are like, well, what exactly yeah. is that? Yes. Could, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Yes. I always love doing these I, in-house I They're podcasts. Fun. They're, They're fun. fun. All it is is a conversation we normally have. Yeah, we get to step away from recorded. the computer and visit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So what exactly is is a holistic health practitioner? Okay, well, you could probably ask that to a dozen and get sort of a, their own perception. So when somebody asks me what that means, I always respond with, well, I look at the person as a whole. Um, it's not about band-aiding or looking at you symptomatically, but actually looking at everything from lifestyle to diet to nutrition. Like what is the root cause? What's going on that makes you feel that, you know, well, because typically people will come and see doctors and practitioners, whatever, chiropractors, when they're not feeling good. So when I have a client, I typically will, you know, lots of talking and questions and basically looking at everything because everything impacts everything. So rather than go, oh, you're having headaches. Well, here's something for the headaches. Let's work backwards to find out what's really going on. Are you very dehydrated? Is there something going on with your digestive health? So it's a bigger picture look to really treat and solve what's really going on. Yeah, I like that. And a lot of times, um, we in 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 our culture today we do we look for the quick fix we look for what's immediate gonna, relief immediate <laughs> relief uh, funny because I was just listening to another podcast on a completely different topic mm-hmm. uh, not that long ago and the host of the show was saying you know today's day and age it's not about information it's about how fast can we get it right and. It's like that for everything. Speed. It's yes. all, you know, five, 4G wasn't good enough. 5G, you know, it's like right. it's just continually like how can we improve the process, get things faster, feel better, faster, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of are we really getting to the root cause? To what's what's really the problem here that's mm-hmm. ailing you? Or are you just dealing with the symptoms and just kind of masking and never really fixing right. the problem? So. Talking about the immune system, which is really like a monstrous, amazing. I love it. Unbe- I know. I, love I know it. you do because Tanya's the type of person. I'm a geek. She won't read like a love, a romance novel. No. She'll sit and read like studies. Yeah, I read research. Clinical. Yeah. So you know you're talking to the right person on on a topic like this. So talk a little bit, like an overview of the human immune system. Sure. Okay. Well, it's it's actually pretty complex, but it's also not. 
if that makes any sense at all. And I'll see if I can say this without butchering it. But your immune system isn't like one simple single entity all on its own. It's an inter, it's a like connected highway of many things that make the immune system. So white blood cells, the spleen, bone marrow, your thymus, antibodies, lymphatic system, complement system, all of these things are working together to be and act what we know as our immune system. So the health and the, the, you know, the optimal functioning of all of these separate systems is vital to the overall optimal function of our immune system. And what, what I find the most fascinating in terms of like a hopefulness or how much control and power we have over really, you know, truly impacting our health and healing ourselves and feeling better and, you know, fixing things for lack of a better phrase is that like 70% of our immune system is in our digestive tract. And as human beings, we consume food and beverage to fuel our body. That's how we function. That's how we feed the cells. It's what feeds the brain. It's what feeds all of our organs, all of our systems, everything. So the fact that our main source of energy and fuel is what we have to take in and digest it, knowing that 70% of your immune system is in that system in and of itself should give a lot of people a huge like, wow, I have a lot of say in how well I'm feeling. Now, it doesn't mean that other things can't happen because it does all the time. But initially, we have a tremendous amount of power and control over the health and the supporting of that good health of our immune system. Wow. It it sounds to me almost like a really well-run business. Oh, absolutely. Or at least that's what you're hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. You you need a leader, you need a president, (laughs) and then you need, you know, a chief operating officer, and you need a chief financial Mm -hmm. officer, maybe a marketing officer, and all these Mm -hmm. other people just below that person. And, you know, maybe above the president, even there's the chairman, right? You Mm -hmm. know, like the owner, the founder of the business. And then below that are like your different supervisory positions. Mm -hmm. And then below that are all your cogs and, you know, administrative positions. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just... But they all have to work together. Like right down to the mailroom because yeah. the mail comes in right. and it has to get to the right people so yeah. they can get that that information to the right people. And it just goes on and it's the, the, yeah. the house of cards. Yeah. Right? It really is. Yeah. If you pull out that one card or two cards at the bottom, mm. the whole thing's going to collapse. It's imbalanced. Yeah. So it, it – it, and. I just love analogies because I'm not the the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'll still <laughs> I like say that. I'll still I'll cu- I'll cut some fruit for you. Yeah. But I, I I I do like analogies because a lot of times the science you know can really get over on people. Like yes. they just all these terms they're not familiar right. with. It's like oh my gosh, I, you know. But they want to know a little. I think people uh-huh. like to think they know a little bit about how their body works. Oh, of course. And because we know so much about other things in our day-to-day lives, how well they work. We know how our phone works. Right. We maybe know if we're a car enthusiast, how our car performs, how it drives, or, or this really cool appliance that we like, this co- a really amazing coffee thing that we have. You know, We know a lot about those things and we read about them and it's interesting to us, but so many people know very little about the complexity of the, of the body and how all this stuff is happening subconsciously. I mean, they, right. they don't have to acknowledge any of it. It's just happening, you know, and it's, it's really, it's just mind blowing. It is. And when you think about it, um, like you can, I was having trouble with my phone not all that long ago and my neighbor's I don't know if it was an, or could have been just company. It could have been family. I don't know, but, uh, like eight or nine year old little boy said, well, I can fix that. And I met, I was looking at him and thinking like, wow, 
I'm this is I'm I'm that person now. I'm I'm that age now that I have to ask the little people to help me with my technology. But at the same time I was I you know stepped into my my head. My head's always thinking science and thinking, "Wow, can you imagine if some of his education or learning or teaching was about his own body and how to how to keep it working without any glitches or hiccups or, you know, um how to how to update it, right? Yeah, like right. we always get these updates, That's it. and we know update. we know so much about technology. And I think for the large part, most people know a lot of a lot of good things about the body. But then all of a sudden, when things start to go wrong or they start to feel not so great, it becomes this big overwhelming task, and it really doesn't need to be. Right? Yeah we we do we get we shy away from stuff that looks like wow i'm going to have to make this major change in my life to be able to get this this new result you got to start small yes. in everything that we do i mean it could be as much, something as simple you know helping your immune system could be just drinking more water i mean just yeah. as simple as that it's like losing easy, 5 pounds is, right, you know right the easiest thing in the world you know eat 100 or 200 less calories every day and guess what in 6 months if you did that how many, right. how many pounds you'll lose, you know? Exactly. You got to go small. People get, they, they look at the, the mountain, they look at Everest, they look at the, you know, it's look at like a lower point yeah, on the, the mountain. Yeah, the first shelf, just yeah, that first shelf. the first <laughs> shelf, right? And it doesn't have to be Everest, yeah. but it can feel like that for a lot of people. You had written something here. Mm. Well, Tanya's so nice. She She's always great. Before we have a conversation, she writes great notes and, and prints them out and so we, we have some notes in front of us because there's yeah. so well, much to talk about. I know, I know, <laughs> it's I know. too much. <laughs> but you had written something here that's so interesting to me that your immune system tracks and keeps a log of every microbe it has ever defeated in its memory cells. Yes. See, this is, and again, this is why, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep geeking out through the Geek podcast because this is your, I just this is your place for geeking. the body, the human body, absolutely incredible in its capacity of what all it can do. And I think if, you know, people, I mean, let, let me, let me give like a, an example, I'm very visual. So an example, if you've ever, I think most of us, if not all of us have seen somebody that's homeless living on the street. And a lot of times there's a lot going on that could be, you know, mental illness. Yeah. A lot of times there's addiction. I don't think anybody wakes up a morning and goes, Hey, I'm going to try living on the street and see how much fun that is. Yeah. People end up there. But when you look at the worst cases, and the fact that there's still now, I'm not saying that by any means they are not in any great uh, frame of health. Like there, 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 there's a lot going on inside that body that is broken, yes. diseased, wrong. But there's still the body is still functioning. They're breathing, they're eating, they're moving. Like I look at that sometimes and I think, wow, like that's just how amazing the body is at you know keeping us going. Yeah. So yes, um, like a you know your immune system keeps track of all the things that we've had that have made us sick. That way, if it shows up again, it's ready. Like it's always building a better toolbox all the time. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. It's like it's got a filing cabinet that's yes. endless, and anytime it's a big it, server. <laughs> yeah, it interacts with something that it, it, it is an outsider, an invader, it it recognizes that because yes. it's like I've dealt with you before. I know, I know who you are. Yeah, and now I know how to fight you because 
just I'm just going to follow the the blueprints from the last time I I won that battle. Right. And that's what's happening at the cellular cellular that yeah. word always gets me. A lot of Le- Leva, I know. <laughs> um but it but again, this is happening between your brain and your gut and <clears throat> we don't have to even think about it. All we have to yeah. do is try to like eat cleaner, drink more water, get some sleep, exercise every day, yeah. those kinds of things. Very simple steps that we need to take for the body yes. and the brain and the body to just, you know, be It's a, you it's know, a beautiful be synchronicity, yeah. uh, symbiotic yeah. relationship. And you said something earlier about, you know, like looking at, like looking at Everest, like the big leap, right? Yeah. And I love what you said about the small steps and in six months time. And somebody listening might think, well, six months. But my, my response to that is, okay, let's make it very real. So a little bit of tough love here, folks. All of those little, basically when it comes down to your immune system and immune health, we can't do the quick fix. Like here's a pill. Great. Healthy immune system. No, it doesn't work like that. You might feel better for three months, but somewhere that ailment, that dis-ease is going to show up somewhere else as another symptom because we've not addressed it. And without making any changes in your life, if we change nothing, nothing changes. Okay. But a lot of times people, when people start to take, like when they get to where they come and see me. And they're ready to do the the long-term commitment because that's kind of like, I'm like your last rehab, right? Like you've tried all the quick things and now you realize none of the quick things are working and I really want to, I want to feel good for the rest of my life. These little things that we're doing add up to massive big changes in lifestyle. And ultimately it's your lifestyle. All of those, those simple things that we have control over, what we eat, how we eat, moving, sleeping, staying hydrated, coping with our stress better. Like these are not, these are things that are a part of our life and small changes we make. And we don't have to do, you know, a lot of people think I got, okay, so I got to do all of this right now. No, pick one thing, do that successfully for a week. Just do it for a week. Drink more water. Drink one extra glass of water every day for a week. And little by little, as you start to feel better, your perception of things start to change. Right. You see yourself better. And when you see yourself better, you keep you feel more better. And as you feel more better, you see yeah. yourself looking even better. And gradually, what you're actually doing is laying the foundation for redesigning and creating a lifestyle that supports a healthy immune system, which ultimately makes you better. Yeah. Happier people. And I'm sure there's studies on this. Um, I don't have one in front of me to reference, but people who are more positive, happier day in, day mm-hmm. out, I'm sure have stronger immune systems. Yes. And there, there's a, it's, you know, there are tons of studies that of course I didn't bring one with me, but yeah. there are tons of studies that show that people that have a much better mental outlook tend to live longer. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me, yeah. but it's it's it, as simple as making yourself smile. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in a bad mood and like smile. Right. It's right. really hard. It's really no, hard. Yeah. And that and all that is is a facial expression. Right. There's science behind that. Yes. Like just the act of smiling, it requires less muscles to fire in your face, but makes you feel different. And it releases releases the right chemical. Yeah. So the endocrine yeah. system kicks in and it's right. releasing the right, those, those feel good, yeah. you know, hormones and chemicals yeah. that it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's a, we're a giant house of cards. Really are. Yeah. I mean, a song that you love puts you in a better mood mm-hmm. and then that secondarily can improve your immune system that day. I, you know, it's yeah. like. 
there, it's, it's this domino effect of things, <laughs> little things. You know, I got up, I got a good night's sleep, I had a glass of water, you know, I meditated or I did a breathing exercise or I walked, and I, you know, all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm this is a really good day. I'm getting stuff done. I yeah. feel really good. It's like there's a reason for that. Yeah, it, and it goes all the way back to like the function of your body. Mm-hmm. You're you've set yourself up for success because of those little habits that you started to implement into your day. So the more we can just do those little things, the, the one glass of water a week becomes maybe two the exactly. second week. Just or, build on it. Right. A glass of water, plus I'm going to take a multivitamin every day. And then I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk after I eat dinner or something. Just all these little things. Exactly. And and when I say like, you know, it's six, like when we say things like six months time, realistically, when people... Um, again, lots of science behind studies showing that, you know, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. We can't like our brain is fascinating. It's constant. It's got all these maps, millions and millions of maps, habits. And when you think of things that you just do automatically without even thinking about it, it's hardwired into your brain. Now, we can't go in and remove those, but like anything, like a muscle, if you start exercising, doing arm curls every, you know, you start doing arm curls for, you know, three or four days a week for a month, the muscles are going to grow. The biceps are going to grow. So it's the same with these these hardwired maps in our brain. We used to take on one new habit or one new challenge. And if you can do it every day for 21 days, it becomes much easier. So a lot of people will find that they're doing more and taking on more in a shorter time, as long as they're being consistent. And when you, you know, when you think about it, if your body is able to spend less time working hard to sustain your life, it can spend more time allowing you to enjoy your life. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Profound. I know. I'm a quote a minute. Let me I tell you, it. stick with I'm me. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be thumbing through a lot of quote opportunity for, for this episode. That's for sure. Yeah. And it, it's almost like this, you can apply this theory with everything, investing money, you know, don't go, you know, from each paycheck, you know, people say a certain percentage. How about this? Just find a, a, a dollar amount that's acceptable to you mm-hmm. on a weekly basis or a, a biweekly basis, whenever you're getting paid and start with that, that amount and then build on that amount. Mm-hmm. And then over time, three, six months, a year later, right. Maybe you're now, maybe you're putting aside $300 per, per month or something. Whereas you out of the gate, no way would you have been comfortable with that. Right. But initially that $10 you were putting aside every week became 20, which became 40. And then it built on itself. So over time you saw, wow, this is really paying off. Mm-hmm. I started small. I ramped it up. And now look at what this is doing for me. Yeah. And so it's the same with all areas of our life. You know, where are we putting our our energies, our focus, and where are we trying to make s- these small changes? So mm-hmm. people will be asking who are listening right now, is it possible then to boost your immune system? Because there's yeah. all this stuff out Lots there, out there yeah. that we read, you know, take this supplement or, t- you know, what? What what would you say to that? Okay, here are my thoughts. And there there's a lot, and there's a lot of companies, a lot of programs saying you do this, and it's going to give your immune system a, bo- a boost. Um, to be honest, your immune system is like it's it's so brilliant. It, it does its job brilliantly. But like anything, any good piece of equipment, any any brilliant operating machine is only going to survive or thrive as well as what you do to maintain it and look after it. Okay, so. I'm going to, when when we talk about boost, I think 
people need to ask themselves, what are they really, are they just wanting to take something for like a day and then, okay, my immune system's good. I'm, I'm good now for six months. And right. Oh, then I get a cold or I get a flu. Well, let me take that tonic or that pill again. It's going to boost it. If you have, let's say, been neglecting immune health or it hasn't been a priority, you can start doing things right away that initially your immune system is going to be like, wow, okay, you, it's it's going to, it's like giving it a boost. It's like giving it that steroid shot, let's say, okay, sure. to kind of like, you know, but it's the long-term commitment and maintenance of doing more of the good things um, that is going to take it from boost to health, good health. So boost, yes, but if you're just doing something once every year, it's, we're not, I'm not going to call it that because what you're doing is, is ineffective. It is now more important than ever to take care of your health and support your immune system. Discover the five best ways to boost your immune system in a free 23-page report. Go to strongbydesignimmune.com and download the report today. So then are some of us just born with better immune function than others? Well, we, when we're born, we all have like a genetic blueprint. Right. Right. So, we, you know, largely we do have our genetics play a factor. Um, now, when we're born, the it actually takes three, like your, your immune system starts communicating with the brain pretty much once you're out of the womb. Okay. And it takes about three months for the immune system to mature. But then going through life, as we get exposed to things, you know, like how many times have we ever even said to our own kids or heard growing up, um, somebody said like, you know, oh, you know, wash your hands. You shouldn't, don't eat that carrot right out of the garden because there's dirt on it. And someone said, oh, it'll help build antibodies. It'll help build the immune system. Well, they're not really wrong. Okay. <laughs> so um, some people, well, obviously, yes, some people can be and are born with terrible illnesses or chromosomal things that 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 impact like, like that. a gut issue like from a gut birth. issue yeah. and so now we're not just looking at maintaining and supporting a healthy immune system it, there's actual like con- like conscious awareness and concerted efforts that have to be made daily to keep that person from becoming ill because that's someone who's predisposed at higher risk of ABCD um, so that's kind of a that's a separate you know when you're born with something or you develop something, that attacks that system. You people with with auto autoimmune disorders, right? Um, that's uh, we're kind of talking in a different arena. So maintaining healthy immune or maintaining immune health is super super important. But they will also have other protocols, therapies in play to seriously decrease their risk of flare ups and other things that can happen. It just, I guess. For me, I can't help that as you're talking, I think about my own experience, right? I yeah. mean, I'm in my middle 40s, uh, not notoriously a sick guy. I mean, you know, we've worked together for a few years yep. now. How how often do you see me ill? Yeah. I mean, maybe you've really seen that. me congested or, you know, I got a sore throat right. or something. Maybe I, you know, I stayed up late a few two nights in a row or something or, you know, came down with like a little something, but I was able to kind of fight through it. Yeah. I don't really miss work because I'm sick. I just, some days I just don't feel great. But um, then there's these other people that we know in our lives, yes. right? Who seem like they, they're always sick. Always sick. It's like, always sick. It's like, weren't you just sick like last week or? <laughs> Or, or it's like a cyclical thing. It's like every month right. they're sick on, you know, and is it more like 
is it just like in their personality or is it or is it really like they truly are hmm. more susceptible wow. to things? Well, that's where we that's where we bring in psychology because I, I think know. there's definitely that we all know that person that is always sick but is never really sick. Right. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not trying to be mean or offend anybody, but we all know that person that if something's going around, they're going to get it or they had it first. That's just their life, and I think I think there's a huge <laughs> the hy- psychological the hypo- yeah the hypochondria. I think there's yeah. a huge psychological component there. Now, if someone is legitimately like if you're a parent and you're finding that your child is always getting sick, you need to go in and talk to a doctor. Yeah. You need to go in and rule out certain things, okay? Because it could be something serious that needs to be addressed. And it could be something that isn't necessarily serious, but if left unattended, mm-hmm. could then become something more serious. Because we talk like in holistic medicine, we talk about dis-ease in the body. Right. And if dis-ease is not addressed and if optimum health is not sort of the priority, then that that will lead to disease, right? That's where the word comes from. And I think right. a lot of people don't realize that too, and they they break it down. All our words and our language yes. have a have a meaning. You yeah, know, they came from something. Disease simply just means dis ease. Right, like things are not yeah. what they should yeah. be. I'm not at ease. I don't yes. feel good. Correct. Well, then let's address it there before right. it becomes a disease. That's right. Before it becomes like a, a real chronic thing. Something like that, right. exactly. Yeah, because initially with a child, it could be just something they're deficient in. It's exactly. probably a nutritional deficiency, right? And yeah. they're just lacking in, you know, vitamin, you know, A, B, or C yeah. and or mineral X, Y, Z. Yeah. And if you can really get your finger on it, you know, obviously here locally in the Tampa area is this uh, Dr. Berger, who's mm-hmm. like very well known, very well known yes. in, in this area, really probably in the whole state. And I have yet to to go see him, but you know he's a he's a holistic on the holistic side yes. of things. He wants to find out what is causing these yep. issues. And I know Mike, uh, you know the the president, the founder of Critical Bench. He early on was going there with his daughter who was having gut issues yep. uh, as a baby, and they were able to put their finger on some stuff. Yes. And so I, I do encourage, and obviously though, with on the holistic side of things too. Mm-hmm. Insurance doesn't isn't always like open sadly to that. no yeah. it's it's really too bad um, but personal opinion a lot of times keeping people sick makes a lot more money yeah I I, I hate that that is but I, I do I think that being sick has become something of a business yeah you know I mean just let's look at the yeah. let's just look at the weight loss industry yeah. multi billion dollar industry yeah. right um, and other industries. You're right. I mean, there's a lot with, of profit yeah. from from people being having certain conditions, right. right? And I'm not saying you know throw away all your medications. No, not, but I think there's I think there needs to be a blend. I think you need to look at both the holistic side and the you know the well, the Western medicine side of things. Yeah, I would love to see like um, health like at your healthcare team mm-hmm. become like the in thing, yeah. <laughs> the or yeah. the, the commonplace thing where yeah. because I do you know Western medicine, we need it. We, we need these scientific minds that can address, diagnose, and guide us towards the right treatment. We need it. They save lives every single day. Right. We need that. Um, but I would like to see more of that sort of like holistic healthcare practitioner or holistic doctor that comes in and talks about like the nutrition part of it. Let's, you know, let's look at some deficiencies. Let's see where we can kind of build you up in, such, in some of these weaker areas. Mm. And let's bring that 
into the protocol so that we're actually giving you the best chance. Yeah. You know, and I think what people don't realize too, you know, the, the the person that doesn't spend a lot of time maybe thinking about this topic, the holistic doctor isn't just going to say like you don't need any kind of medication ever, right. but what they're going to do is is look a little deeper, a fuller look, and they have a really good understanding of the function of the body, probably better than a lot of other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tr- you know, on more just truly medical doctors you know what i mean like these people are very well read very smart and they really want to help you they really want to see you overcome whatever you're dealing with because that's why they got into that to Mm -hmm. begin with they are researchers they are that's just the way their minds work they want to figure out you know like in your car if you we've all dealt with mechanics right you either have the mechanic that just really wants the business and just like get you in get you out make the money and move on mm-hmm. or you get the mechanic that really wants to solve the problem mm-hmm. like that noise you keep hearing yeah. in your car <laughs> and and you've brought it to two other people and they just they said they fixed the problem but it's like no but the noise is still there and it didn't used to be Right. There's a reason for that. And then there's one guy that's going to just go an extra step for you and be like, well, this is what it was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's all we're saying is like the, and, and I'm just, I'm, I don't know if it's speculation or it's just my own personal opinion really is that you can shop around too at who mm-hmm. you is in charge of your health. You don't just need to just go to one guy and then mm-hmm. that's your guy or your, or your lady like for life. Right. If if you don't feel like they're, you know, helping you overcome any kind of uh, health challenges that you're facing, you know, go elsewhere. There's other people in your, uh, yeah. let's say, in your in your world or in your in your area where you live locally that might be better suited for for uh, for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. And I think when you're sitting in front of someone, you can tell, you know, if they've actually, if they're hearing you, right? And they're not just kind of doing the nod and kind of like auto, auto robot, right? Who's next? Yeah. You know, um, I had, I've been getting, I had blood work done, uh, I think, week or two ago. And what really impressed me um, when I did go into talk with the doctor about the results, what really impressed me was one of the first questions was like, sort of like, what supplementation and stuff are you taking? Because this doctor knew my background reading my the, the questionnaire you fill out. And so they were, um, they were like, okay, so you've probably looked at the results yourself. I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> and you've probably kind of done some of your own like diagnosis. I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> so, you know, she said, so what, what are, what's your current, like, what are you taking? And so I told her, she's like, okay, so you're already trying to address a, you know, and I found that I was like, wow, I, I do like this person because she actually is like looking at just me what's going on. She knows my background and we were actually to have a conversation, having, you know, able to have that conversation. And I mean, she's, a, she's Western medical. And so she's like, okay, well, let's keep that going and let's come back in a month. Let's redo the labs. Let's see where things are at. And I was like, I like this. This is the kind of, you know, she wasn't uh, trying to muscle me into something, right. but we did talk about the fact that if things don't change in a month, then 
we're going to change some things. That's right. Yeah. No, I like that. And yeah. it should be, it should be a conversation like that, that you should feel good that this is a person that's on your side to see your health improve. Uh, now, if you're a listener that says, geez, I don't, I think my immune system's great. I'm never dealing with anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still benefit in, in listening to this conversation because, you know, we're only all getting older. older. And there are still things that we, there's things I do in my day. I'm, I'm sure all the coffee that I drink probably has, <laughs> at, some, right, at some point has some, some consequences, right? Like yeah. too much <laughs> caffeine, staying up too late, not getting enough sleep, feeling lethargic or tired the next day. And then that how that plays onto my hormones and stuff, yes. right? So there's there, you know, again, it's a domino effect. It's a cascade of things. It could be one small thing that you do, and coffee in itself isn't a bad thing, right. you know. But when you're drinking maybe too much of it throughout the day, and then now it's impacting like your sleep and other parts. Yeah. You're more uh, irritated, of, of your life. Or, right? Yeah, you know. So then, you know, how how is that working? In your, now, last night I needed that late night cup of coffee because I needed some work to do, right? And I was. <laughs> I was very happy that I had it and I was yes. still able to fall asleep. But um, anyway, you know, going off on tangents like I always do. <laughs> Tanya knows me well enough to know that's that's how I, I kind of mm-hmm. operate. So now there's definitely at some point someone listening said, well, I, I just don't understand like what gets me sick. Like I don't know what's a bacteria, what's a virus, what's mm-hmm. the difference. Do I even need to really know? Like, th- could you just right. kind of do a nice overview of what what those two things are? Yes. Oh, see this again. This is I'm geeking out because I find this really exciting. Because yes, you do need to know the difference. You do need to know the difference because I think the very the best advocate you have for your health is yourself. So if you're just walking in and you're seeing a doctor and if you're not feeling well, you've had a sore throat and so he hands you a prescription for an antibiotic, you actually might not need it. So let's not do that. Let's not take stuff we don't need because it doesn't help and it only helps create what it is, what is making us sick, it makes those things get stronger, right? We've all heard of things like the superbug and that. And, you know, we can blame the overprescribing of penicillin and yada, yada, yada. And it's not wrong because, I mean, antibiotics tend to have to keep getting stronger every so many years to fight stuff. Right. So bacteria versus viruses, they are different. Bacteria, like they're single-celled entities, okay? And they're not all bad. We actually need a certain amount of bacteria in our digestive in our digestive system to be healthy. If you've ever heard the term probiotic, if you've ever been told take a probiotic, that is live bacteria and you need that bacteria to create a healthy microbiome environment in your gut. Okay, it'll help with things like leaky gut syndrome and just feel you just you need it. You just need it. So I'm going to say take your probiotics people, okay? Cuz most of us do have an imbalance of gut flora. All right. Um, now, they bacteria can survive in like almost any environment. So when you think of bacteria surviving in the gut, that's a pretty harsh environment. So yeah. these little suckers are tough. They're very tough. Um, and they can, when, when we come into contact with bacteria that's bad or that can make us really sick, a lot of times antibiotic treatment is what's necessary, as well as lots of sleep, lots of hydration. Right. You know, you might have to bump up that multivitamin. So things like that to keep yourself healthy. Now, viruses, on the other hand, aren't quite as complex, but they're nasty little creatures. 
Um, and what, because what they do is they need, think of them like the vampires in the cellular world, because they need a healthy host. And they're smaller than bacteria, they're right? They're smaller yeah. and they're tricky. And they're not, these are not something that antibiotics are going to help with. I mean, there are some, there are some antibiotics now that do have an impact on them, but it's different than treating the bacteria. So viruses need a healthy cell and they like to attach to that. And what they can do is they can actually just kill that cell. They can also force that cell to become like a cancer cell or to become more of like the, the bad type whatever that virus Almost is. Almost like they reprogram it. They, they, it's exactly what they do. Yeah. They reprogram it. So these things are really bad. And, you know, they, they can take, the, what they do is they seek and destroy. They seek out healthy cells and they destroy them or turn them into other bad cells. Not only that, their attack is not random. It is very, very strategic. This is a chess game. They're going to attack liver cells, heart cells, lung cells. It's very specific in their attack. It's frightening to think about, but it is, and I, there's so like millions of them, right? Right, and again, we have we just have no clue what's happening inside our own bodies. You know, at this war that's raging between our our good our good stuff, our good healthy bacteria, yeah. right, and 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 all those you know the the white blood cells and all these things that are are moving around inside our body that are are going after these right. invaders. Like these, we're all a little bit of superhero. Yeah. I mean, really, like, I mean, the body is really, really amazing there. I mean, why have we spent so, why is there so much money being spent trying to replicate what the human body can do with things like machines and computers? Right. Because it's, it's the, it's the top of the food chain in terms of like machines. It, what it does is, it, well, we don't even know all that it, that the, it can that, do, that, right? That's, that's just it. As brilliant as we are over the last, I mean, certainly there's been some real good smart people that have come along over the last several hundred years, you yes. know, and certainly in the last uh, 50 since the, the computer age, right? Yes. You know, I guess you could kind of say the computer age, I don't know, started in the 60s and 70s mm. era, right? When when the uh, really it all kind of dripped down from, yeah. from space exploration, mm -hmm. right? Because all that technology just started to weed its way into like regular everyday life, you right. know? The computers that NASA was using in the in the 60s to get something up in space and get to the moon yeah, eventually like made its way made into it the school the systems, and right, right and in yeah. hospitals by the 70s and 80s, you know, and yeah. then look at what it's come to now. It's yeah. a, now we have a handheld device in, a, in our phones that would blow away a computer the size of a building back in the in the 70s. Well, how many of us even use our phones as a, I like I'm i rarely use my phone for a phone. I mean, Correct. I will take calls and te sure. texting. Probably texting is the closest phone activity I yeah. do with my phone. Right. But it's everything else but. Everything else but. <laughs> looking through the news, looking yes. through social media, looking at your, using your camera like crazy. Cause yeah. you know, so it's, it is, it, it's, it's really just, and, and, and then take your phone and times it by a billion because mm -hmm. that's your brain yes. versus your phone. I mean, yeah. and they cannot duplicate what's happening between, you know, in our brain and between the brain and all the other processes of the body. It's, it's, and I just, it's like when I look, think about space or about the universe, I kind of get lost in, in the, in how large and how yeah, amazing it must be. I kind of get that to that same place when I think about the body and how everything works and so well 
Yeah. And, and as you said right at the beginning, you were saying about how someone who maybe is mal, uh, you know, mal uh, in malnutrition, right? Like somebody that's mm-hmm. living on the streets, right? So, you know, their, their, their health is not good. You know, they, it's not like they're going getting the regular checkups. You know, they're not probably eating the best food. Right. There's who knows what their sleep pattern is or, or their drinking and drug use and all that stuff. Right. But yet the body finds a way to live, to survive. For yeah. years like that, for yeah. decades like that. It's, it's, fun. it's, it's, I don't know. I have right. no words. It's like boggling. And then you get people like us yeah. who are, you know, trying to do everything in the our right power way, yeah. <laughs> to like extend our life and to yeah. live as healthy a life as possible. But yet both those people can end up living the same length of time, which yeah. is like the yeah. other thing that just boggles right. my mind. So what quality of life do you want? <laughs> right. You know? that, and then it comes down to the quality yeah. of life. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Anyway, these are some these are some big concepts, but it, it, that's why this topic is really so so interesting. Uh, I know to me and, and to you. It is now more important than ever to take care of your health and support your immune system. Discover the five best ways to boost your immune system in a free twenty three page report. Go to strongbydesignimmune.com and download the report today. What can people that are listening start to maybe add into their daily life, their into their daily practice to start to uh, in, positively right. impact their immune okay. function? Well, I am not going to shock anybody with what I'm going to say because it's all stuff we know. Oh, come on, Tanya. <laughs> I know. I, I want some nothing. shock. So I'm really going to, I'm just going to hammer, you know, I, I call this mom talk because I'm like, this is this is a lot of the stuff <laughs> that we, you know, we're standing over our kids and shaking our finger at them and telling them to do. But before I do that, I do, I, I want us to reiterate that if you are someone who finds that you are always getting sick, your quality of life is impacted despite what you're trying to do or attempting to do. You just, you need to go see a doctor because you need to have, there's certain uh, certain types of labs and testing that needs to be done to rule out something bigger, some bigger kind of disease. Yes. However, to daily and regularly and consistently support a healthy immune system, eat well. And I mean most, and I'm not saying you have to eat only broccoli and spinach and baked chicken breast every day for the rest of your life. No, you don't. I I enjoy a glass of wine with a nice steak dinner and a piece of cheesecake for dessert. We It's called life, right? <laughs> and if we're doing more of the good things, like I usually go with the 80-20 principle. If I'm doing more of the good things, the things that I enjoy, those, those indulgences, don't really have that same impact as if I wasn't taking care of myself. So your diet and nutrition are really important. Some key, key vitamins and minerals are things like, you know, vitamin C, A, B12, D and E, your zinc and your iron, all very important. A lot of that is available in fresh fruits and vegetables. So um, make sure you're including a lot of, the, include, I tell people, eat color, eat the rainbow. It sounds fluffy and, and she all of that. Mean eat the Skittles yeah, rainbow. Not the Skittles. Yeah. Those are okay once in a while. <laughs> At the movies or yeah, something. Not the whole bag. Share it. <laughs> colorful foods. I've I've, I've always foods. I've always heard that. Yeah, yeah, eat colorful foods and eat them. You know. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's nice to you know have the deep fried zucchini sticks and the ranch dip. Those are a great treat. But you know, on a more consistent basis, eat foods without having to. I cook all the goodness out of them. That's right. Enjoy them fresh. Enjoy them whole, uh, steamed, baked, lightly sauteed, things like that. You know, um, they're so good for you. Now, if you like things like herbs and stuff like that, like try, you know, um, 
you know, cooking with, with different herbs are very beneficial, things like rosemary and stuff that add great flavor, but certain herbs that can help support immune health, more sort of like from, a, talking more from like a medicinal right. uh, perspective. Right. So like echinacea, we all know about echinacea, ginkgo biloba, licorice root, okay? That can be made into a tea. There's There's been a lot of buzz about elderberry extract, um, olive leaf extract. These are all really good immune support herbs. However, if you are on any kind of prescribed medication, you do, when it comes to herbs, you always want to make a call to a doctor because some are, I mean, just because something's good for you doesn't mean you should be taking it. That's right. A lot of medications like heart medications, thyroid medications, you know, blood thinners, things like that can have contraindications if you start taking natural herbs. They just don't work well and can make you feel really lousy. So when it comes to anything natural herb wise, and you're on a prescribed medication, just make a phone call to your doctor. Yeah. Or there, um, if you have a lot of faith in your pharmacist, there's some really great pharmacists. And actually, I know some pharmacists that have like their their encyclopedia brain yes. on medication is yes. phenomenal. You can just walk in and say, I'm taking Warfarin. Can I have ginger tea? And they'll be like, absolutely not. Or yeah, absolutely you can. They're, you know, So you can always do that too. I think that might be one of the best takeaways from this whole conversation because- that's really going to hit home with some people listening right now is like, I like this, but I also am on this medication. Right. And maybe that's a conversation they've never really had with their, their doctor yeah, or their it's pharmacist. Good, right? Like, but, I mean, when have you known a grapefruit or citrus to hurt anybody? Right. But yet if you're taking their certain um, heart Yes, Certain heart I've medications, heard that too. Yes. you cannot, yeah. you cannot. And I mean, you would never think, well, don't mm-hmm. eat a grapefruit. It'll, right. it'll kill you or it'll hurt you. Well, right. no, but that person, it really will. That's right. So you have to, you know, like, again, you have to be your own advocate. Ask good questions, get good answers, Yeah. you know? Wow. So diet, nutrition, key. I mean, again, sure. with 70% of the immune system being in the gut, we got to start there with what we're putting in there. Okay. So put good things in there. So, so not like... Um, Doritos and, you know, Twizzlers. And yeah. again, I th- people go crazy. Like, I can never have a thing. You know, we're not saying you can't yeah. have that anymore. You can't have a piece of pizza or a hamburger and French fries. It just can't be every day. It ju- yeah. And it shouldn't be unless you want to be 100 or 200 pounds overweight. If it's something that's just a re- what, what I call reward meal. Yeah. You know, there's nights where I'm like craving something, but I'm like, I just, I'm not going to do it yeah, because I don't want to pay for it tomorrow or right. next year. Right. And the more times I win that little battle, I feel so much better in the morning right. when I wake up and said, did I really yeah. need that late night bowl of cereal or that late night bowl of ice cream or that late night candy of some right. kind? Like I feel so much better that I didn't have it when I wake up. Right. I didn't need it. I just wanted it. Right. And the older we get, the impact's a little different, yes. right? Like it's not, I mean, when I was 20 in my 20s in university playing rugby and and doing all that doing the way you can get by with anything oh my goodness what i got away with then right good lord but you're so you're active eight to ten hours a day at that age exactly literally active you're walking you're running you're playing you're you know you're constantly on the move constantly on the vehicle right had to walk everywhere you could eat (laughs) have a crappy diet but you're so young and your body is just so So like alive and forgiving (laughs) you just get past it but once you're in your 30s 40s 50s and beyond game changer yeah 
And that directly, you know, just ties into gut health and immune yeah. function. So yeah. keep uh, keep running down your list because yes. I know you have a couple more yeah. cool things here. Well, hydration, drink water, yeah. drink lots of water. And when someone says, well, how much should I drink? Well, I'm not going to give you an exact measurement, but pr- I'm, gonna, I'm going to guess more than what you're drinking now. And my, I include myself in that. I have to have a cup in front of me all day long so that when it gets empty, I fill it. Because if I don't have that visual cue, I will drink way more coffee and go without drinking the water. Or, you know, I like my Coke Zero. I really do. So yeah, that's that's a battle with me to yeah. like, Kate, no, you've already had one. Your later one is going to be a treat. But drink <laughs> more water. Because again, all a lot of these vitamins and stuff that we're our body, our cells are pulling from those colorful foods we're eating are water soluble. So we need the water mm. in our system to get them and so they can do their yeah, job. And yeah. your cells communicate. They talk to one another through that you, that, that water. You need that water in your body. So drink more because a lot of us are not drinking near enough. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of that. I know there's some days I'm I, guilty I, too. I know I'm good and yeah. well hydrated. And you know you're pretty well hydrated when you're at the bathroom every couple uh, yeah. hours, you know, or, you know. Uh, but then you have a day, you ever have one of those days where you're like, when's the last time I went to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. If you're If you're going like, long stretches yeah. of time without having to go pee you're yes. you're dehydrated you are and it, and depending on your environment or what yeah. you did i was in this was years ago i was in vegas with some friends and of course the girls were going to go out shopping and we thought well we're just you know we'll take a cab to the main area but then we'll do a lot of walking in and out and we were in vegas in july so in the desert in summer and i was very i mean i was conscious then of like make sure you're drinking water cuz you're in vegas you're having a good time so you're consuming other beverages too, right? And we got, I, I, don't, I don't know, about two or three hours passed and we were in and outside and walking around and I started to feel like I was not feeling good. Yeah. And um, so my girlfriend, she sat me down and she brought me a cup of water and it dawned on me. I hadn't gone to the bathroom since the morning when we left. And that was like hours, like three or four hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dehydrated. Like I'm so dehydrated. And I had, the thing is I had been drinking water, but not enough wow. in that environment. Yep. So it's something that um, changes with what you're doing and where you're at. And it can just hit you like a It can a, hit like you very wall. quickly, yeah. Yeah. very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. What else you got here? Well, personal hygiene. (laughs) Wash your hands. Just wash your hands. That's just a really good way to, you know, soap and water doesn't necessarily kill bacteria, but it it helps wash it off your hands. And when you think of in a day, how many things do you touch? And how many things have you touched that other people have touched? And I had a fun fact. Let me find my sheet. I yeah, you did have a fun fact while you're, while you're finding it. Yeah, I mean, in, in a day, and, you know, not to be gross, but, you know, you're going to wipe your nose or something, you know, if it's dripping yeah. or running, right? And then you're going to- We all go to the washroom. You're going to go to the washroom, right? And then you're going to grab a doorknob because that's uh-huh. just what- And you think you're the only person who ever did that before? Mm-mm. Everyone's doing that. Now- do that, how about the gas station or at the store or the gas pump? Is that where you were that getting at? Like how, okay, many, get how many of us have vehicles yeah. and how many of us gas them up? That's right. Everyone. Gas pump handles contain on average 71% germ contamination. 
Because like, but when you think about it, and I'm not going to dog on anybody that's filling up their gas and then hopping in the vehicle and going, because where are you going to go? I mean, myself, I am not going to run into a gas station bathroom and wash my hands after fueling up my truck. I'm just, yeah, that, may, that, that you, sounds even worse. I think you got yourself worse there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've always got like, I've got hands, little hand sanitizers in, in my, you know, the console and my purse. I've always got white. I got used to carrying things like that too. When I had little kids sure. spilling stuff. So you got the wipes. Right. It's just be conscious of wiping your hands because if you have kids you're probably very conscious don't put that in your mouth or yeah. you know you call them for dinner have you washed your hands right well have you washed your hands that's right <laughs> it, we don't escape it just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're off the, no. ha- the hand washing no. uh, protocol and unless you're walking around <laughs> with little gloves and you're changing yeah. them every 10 minutes you it's life you're gonna touch stuff and that's you're right. gonna touch your body right so just be mindful of washing your hands yeah just simple easy sim- it's such an easy Easy thing to do and really can help you not, not get something that you would would have gotten. Yeah. Like some little niggle thing that just puts you out for a couple of days and has you feeling headachy and lousy. Uh, regular exercise. Now we all know why it's good for our body. It's also good to help with stress. It just, it helps us feel better. Our, our, all of our systems need it, but getting specific to gut health movement helps things move. Think about it. If you're moving your body, you're helping a lot of things move. And what yes. we don't want it with 70% of our immune system sitting in our digestive, digestive tract, we do not want fermenting food, food particles. Like we don't want waste sitting in there for long periods of time. We want it to keep moving. And the more sedentary we become, yeah. the more sedentary our systems become. Have you ever seen somebody that is like terribly sedentary like sometimes older people they just have terrible mobility issues that aren't getting physical therapy and their legs are quite swollen especially their calves it's because they're not getting movement stuff's not draining happens on the inside too so we need to we need to move and i'm not saying you have to train like an olympic athlete get out and walk yeah just move it's the best form of exercise in the world and i don't think it'll ever be over uh uh overcome by no. something else. I think just yeah. the, just the act of walking yeah. has probably saved so many people, yeah. uh, saved their lives or, or helped their livelihood. Mm-hmm. You see people who are older in their 70s and 80s who are actively out walking on the sidewalks and stuff. Don't they just have a certain look to them, mm-hmm. a certain extra glow or a, uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they appear younger, maybe in, in their personality and right. stuff. It's because just the act of motion is helping everything. It's helping cognitive function. It's helping digestive function, right? And it does. It moves stuff through. Mm. That's why that walk after a meal, I think, is like so yeah. such an easy, quick thing to 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 do to boost uh, um, immune function. Absolutely, and yeah. it plays that that sort of twenty to thirty minute walk at the end of the day kind of plays into the next one, which is quality sleep. Now, I, I put quality before it. I didn't just say sleep. Quality sleep, and if you have a poor sleep pattern or poor sleep poor sleep habits, you're not doing your immune system any help. Our body doesn't have, um, it, it doesn't work in like a shift. There is a day shift and a night shift and your body does a tremendous amount of work when you're sleeping. It does a lot of repair work. It does a lot of regrowth work, a lot of healing work. But if you're not getting quality sleep, that work's not happening at its best, which is going to leave you feeling tired, draggy. When you're when you're tired and draggy, your immune system takes a hit, makes you more susceptible. When you think of it consistently, people that have high stress jobs or they're not happy in their life, they're not eating well, like all of these things add up. 
So you need to be getting quality sleep. And we're looking at somewhere like around somewhere in the seven to eight. Now, I do know people that are five hour a night sleepers, and that is what works for them. That's their, you know, anything more than that. And they wake up actually headachy and not feeling good. So I have heard of that. But somewhere in that seven to eight hour range Mm -hmm. is where our body seems to, you know, perform at its best the next day. Yeah. A third of your life. That's what they say. So that would be your eight hours. But like you said, we're going to range. We're going to have our five-hour nights and our six and our seven and eights. And sometimes we sleep in and we stretch it out a little longer. It's kind of like your body, if you don't set the alarm, it's just going to try and get the sleep that it needs. And then it's just going to, you know, it'll wake up, you know, but... Um, yeah, sleep is, is just, it's the easiest thing you can do, right? It is. You're asleep. And it's, I know. It's so comfy. <laughs> and, but it's so good for you. and <laughs> so is. necessary. Yeah. And pe- it, people just undervalue just how, how powerful it is to right. all, you know, all the, the, the many things in our body, muscle right. growth and bone health and just everything. Yeah. It's, it just, it needs rest. It really it does. It needs rest. And you, and if you go to your doctor and you're very sick with something, they'll always say like, you know, drink lots of fluids, get lots of rest because your body heals and repairs during rest phase. That's right. So get the, and it has to be really good sleep, not tossing and turning up six or seven times a night, which we all go through that. That's right. You know, if you've ever had babies, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and she's had three of them, so she yeah. knows exactly yeah. what's going yeah. on. Now, obviously, a little bit more uh, timely in this next one, which mm. is social distancing. Yeah. So with all the stuff going on and the changing world that we yeah. live in, it's kind of staying separate from other people, especially if they're if there's something going or, on or dealing there's with something. There's something going on. And I mean, three three months ago, this wasn't even a term in the English language. Like when, when did you ever hear of social distancing? Never in my this life. Is, this has yeah. been born out yes. of yeah. a crisis Before situation. Before March of 2020, yeah. there wasn't such no, a not, thing. Not, right. not nothing social. There's social media, but now we're talking right. social, social distancing. <laughs> Which I understand the concept of it. Yes. And it does make sense. It does. And I'm not saying people should live the rest of their lives never getting together and, and congregating or going to parties. And No, but when you are sick, or, you know, it's just, it's basically keeping that six foot, that social distancing to protect yourself. If you're already sick, I'm protecting other people's, other people, you don't want to make anyone sick. You know, if you're not feeling well, um, turn down the invitation. Um, and I mean, you know, even when you're not feeling well, we still have to run out and like go to the bank, go to the grocery store. Just be mindful of that. Don't be all up in people's faces and coughing and sneezing on them. And, That's right. You know, just be mindful that you're not feeling well. Right. And why make somebody else sick? Right. And you might typically get over these things quickly because you're an otherwise healthy person. You just are sick for a few days. But why put someone else at at risk maybe who you don't know, who has a weak immune system, and it's going to knock them on their butt a lot harder than you. So do your part to like, you know, kind of keep away from people, Mm -hmm. family, friends, or strangers. And and do the the necessary things like and then you of course you have like coughing, yeah, uh, which is like you know <laughs> coughing there, etiquette. There's, coughing there's a way, coughing and sneezing. There are yeah, ways to there do are. it. I, Don't cough into your hands. Yeah, well, right. unless you're going to be washing them right away. So right. a lot of these things tie together. And I remember when I I did a YouTube video a little while back about oh, and right. just about I called it coughing 101. Right. And I thought. I might take some flack for that, but I went to the CDC website and they have an entire page dedicated to coughing etiquette. So I'm like, if the CDC believes it's important enough, then I've got good foundation to stand on. And I can remember when my little ones were going through preschool, being 
being taught how to sneeze and cough into the into your elbow. Right. Because little kids will touch everything. They put things everything. in their mouths. And you can't, you're not going to, I mean, as militant a parent as maybe you are, you're never going to catch 100% of them touching stuff and not washing their hands. You just, you can't, or can't. you have no life. That's correct. You need a life if you're doing that. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but the coffee, I mean, and as an adult, and I like, and that's when I started doing it was when my little ones were in preschool. And we all to this day do it. If we feel a sneeze or cough coming yep. out, we in our yep. into our elbow. That That's way, right. now if you're out somewhere publicly, it's not spraying on other people. And if you forgot the hand sanitizer or you're standing in publics and you can't get to a washroom and wash your hands, you're okay. You know, That's now right. you know what you do in your own house, that is your business. But coughing 101. Sneezing 101 is very important out in public now. And people are a little more sensitive to it now. If you're out somewhere publicly yes. now and you cough or sneeze, people, everybody looks. Yeah, everyone's going to look. <laughs> Everyone what, looks. What's this person look yeah. like that I've heard make this noise? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do they look at least like a healthy person who just yeah. had a sneeze? Or yeah. am yeah. I going to, you know. You get, so yeah. people are running for the hills nowadays. and that's. But there is a way to do it. And um, it's just being mindful of, of, of those around you, kind of like smokers or something. It's, it's like, courtesies. It's courtesies. Yeah. You know, you're, if you're a smoker, you go outside and kind of get away from where other people are because people don't want that smoke. That's right. I don't want That's a bunch right. of secondhand smoke going, going in my face. No. And I don't want somebody who's sick coughing and sneezing all over me either. Right. So just, you know, be be respectful. Mm -hmm. And then you have some, well, we, we kind of, I know you have stress, We've talked, which we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, we talked about stress management. Stress, stress yeah. management. We need to find, you need to find ways to, we all need to find ways, myself included, to better manage stress. You're not going to get rid of stress. We And we actually, we need stress. There is such a That's thing right. as good stress. That's right. When you exercise, when, yes. if you're, when we're out in the gym and we're doing like compound lifts, yeah. we're stressing the bones and the muscles. That's good stress. Sometimes doing that is good for our other stress, our mental stress or psychological right. stress, because by not you know not finding really great ways to cope and manage with your stress, it's going to affect your eating. So there goes the diet and nutrition. It's going to affect the sleeping. So there goes the quality of sleep. You know, you might not be exercising as much. Like there, these are all connected. That's right. These are all connected. So we have to be mindful of all of them. But if you find, and we're all going to go through periods of time too, where we're maybe in a very stressful phase. Maybe our marriage is in trouble. Maybe we're at the risk of losing our job. Maybe you know, who knows. Uh, somebody's sick in the family or you're just you're just stressed out about stuff you know um we all have it but finding outlets for that is going to be very very beneficial for your overall health yeah. to keep that immune system healthy because yeah. you're not going to it that's not going to negate all the other things that's that, right you know it's need people, to happen. it's like people who internalize everything that's not going their way in life yeah. or people that find healthy ways that, like you just said, right. healthy outlets yeah. to be able to let that stress out because what comes in needs to get back out and you can't just bottle it all up. Right. Because it'll find its way out yeah. somehow. Somehow. And you just, you don't want right. to be the person that just loses it one day and has a complete breakdown. Yeah. So find healthy ways to let it out. Maybe that's yeah. going by the beach with a book, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that's going for a walk. Maybe that's going and punching a, ba a bag mm -hmm. for, you know, a, yeah. work, a workout. You know, whatever that is, find that for you yeah. and stick to it. It's Make it help. a habit. It is now more important than ever to take care of your health and support your immune system. Discover the five best ways to boost your immune system in a free 23-page report. Go to strongbydesignimmune.com and download the report today. 
then uh, lastly, you have something like called dry brushing. Dry brushing. What the heck is that? Yeah, I know. This is really dry brushing is really cool, and it's actually been around for a very long time. It's it's um, something that came out of Ayurvedic medicine, which is like Eastern Indian Asian cultures. And basically, what it is is you're totally dry. This is a great thing to do prior to exercise when you're going to get the blood flowing and pumping. Um, It's also good to do before a shower or anything like that. And basically what you do is you take something like a loofah sponge, something that's got a bit of grit to it, something that's got a little bit of scratch to the surface of it, even a a face, a dry washcloth. And what you want to do is in long strokes, like from your wrist up towards your armpit, just do these long rubbing strokes, a little bit of pressure because you want to feel it. And you do that on your arms towards your armpits. You do it on your legs from your ankles up towards your groin, on your circle, uh, on your circle, on your stomach in like circular motions. And what that does is that just helps move this liquid in our systems called lymph. Lymph is what moves through the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is responsible for picking up all the nasty things we don't want in our body and flushing it out, usually via the skin. Okay. Um, The problem with our lymphatic system is it doesn't have its own pump. Our heart has its own pumping mechanism. So we don't have to do anything to make the heart pump the blood. It's happening. The lymph system doesn't have that. Now, moving around during our day, so like you're walking, you're moving. Yes, that's helping pumping it. But a lot of us don't move enough. So um, exercising is great. But also this dry brushing technique is great. It just kind of creates, it helps pull and move it towards, like we have lymph lymph nodes. You've heard, we've all heard lymph nodes. Sure. We have them in our neck, we have them in our armpits, we have them in our groin. So by doing that brushing motion towards those areas where those lymph nodes are located, it just helps to encourage that lymph with all that garbage in it to, you know, make its way out of our body. Wow. That's great. So massage would probably be a very massage helpful. Massage is great. And if you can handle the deep tissue. Yeah. And that's where if a therapist ever said to you, make sure you drink a lot of water after a massage, it's because there's a flushing going on, a detoxification going on, and you need more water in your system to help get that get it out. back out yeah. it's the it's the super water's like the highway it's that freeway system that's what all things travel yeah. you know i mean the travels in blood and stuff too but you also need water for blood to flow nice and smooth too like you know so let's leave them with one final little tip you have some travel yes. tips for people who whether they're going on vacation or for business or uh whatever it is what are a couple things that people can do to help keep their immune system functioning. Yeah, because when you do travel, like if you're doing long trips, whether it's in a car, particularly if you're going to be in airports or on an airplane. And a couple of years ago when I was competing, I was traveling all over the darn world, like in airports in China, Japan, South America. So I was very conscious of do not get sick because I didn't know what I'd come home with having right. been in some of these countries right, right? Like, I didn't want to get like right. yellow fever or and something you hear right? malaria <laughs> yeah. dysentery whatever all these like, different weird just stay yeah. safe um so again drink up drink lots of water okay and I, I, if you're going on a holiday understand when that cart comes around on the plane and the bar is open you might want to have a drink I'm not going to tell you not to make sure you're drinking tons and tons of water and I strongly encourage you to bring your own refillable water bottle now, I know they like to come around with the little cups that's, I don't know, what is there, an ounce and a half in there? It's so little. But I found <laughs> if you go up later into the back and say, look, can you just like even half fill my water bottle? Yeah. They're happy to do that. Yeah. They're happy to do that sure. for you. So bring your own water bottle. It's just an extra safety measure. Bring your hand sanitizer and your disinfecting wipes. And we're this is a great time. If you're like one of those OCD people, no one is going to look at you weird at all if you're 
wiping down the, the seat. If you walk on the plane with a tool belt, you've got your sanitizer and your wipes and you got all the, no one's going to think you're crazy. They're going to be like, that guy is ready. <laughs> you might find yourself asking for yes. a little bit yeah, of help yeah. from that person. <laughs> so, you know, do that. And and I think a lot of like, I'm, I'm thinking right now of travel. Like we did a lot of traveling when my kids were little and I was that mom that had the disinfecting wipes and I was, cause they were touching everything. Yeah. So I was wiping down the trays and things like that. And it's like, okay, they're good for like a little while. Right. Um, another thing that I like to take when I travel is essential oils. I just, I like them. Um, so like lavender helps me sleep, which is, you know, if you're not, if you don't sleep well when you're not in your own bed, that's just a bonus there. But certain essential oils have antiviral, antibacterial properties. So lavender's one of them. Eucalyptus, lemon, cinnamon, clove, rosemary are all great. Now, if you have, um, you can get this stuff online. A lot of uh, health food stores also carry what's called thieves oil. Or Oil of Thieves. Yes. And it's a super blend. I've heard of that one. Yes, it is a great, it's usually a little more pricey because it is the perfect mix of all of your top viral, antiviral, antibacterial oils. And I swear by that one. That one goes everywhere with me. I've always got wow. a little bottle of it everywhere. And there's diffusers and stuff, which diffusers. I've used off and on in my kids' rooms. Yeah. Um you put just put a little bit of water and it basically is on like a little bit of a on off thing throughout the course of like an eight hour period where it's just like a uh, almost like a, a vapor effect. Right. Yes. With like three to five drops of mm -hmm. the essential oil put into it. And it's just kind of putting that out into the room. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it, it, not only does it have a nice smell to it, I'm like, well, it's it's only going to like help. Yeah. You know, it's just permeating the the, the, the room here while my yeah. child's sleeping for eight yes. to 10 hours or whatever it is. Like, you know, so it, I don't know. It feels good doing it. And it, and and it, it does. It does. It has a fresh scent. Yeah, it has that fresh scent. And I know for a lot of, I, I have a lot of like the spray bottles at home and I make a, a lot of my own cleaning. I still, I'm a Javix girl. I've got my Javix for the some really tough things, but I make a lot of my own um, mixes. Like when I wash the floors, I use like eucalyptus and lemon. Um, you know, um, I will, I should mention if you're, if you're not familiar with using essential oils, do not put them directly on your skin. No. They can burn. You can be very sensitive. Make sure you have them in a carrier oil. So whether that's avocado oil, almond oil, I mean, really, if you had nothing else but canola oil in your house and you went, you know, you came home all excited to use like your lavender oil and you wanted to put some on your wrist, use the canola oil. I mean, it's just something, something to just to carry it so that essential oil isn't in direct contact with your skin because some people are really sensitive. And that thieves yeah. oil, that one, because it's so, it's so superpower. Yeah. That one is, um, you want to make sure that's either in a diffuser or in a carrier oil. Wow. That's yeah. great information. I really, really appreciate your insights and your wisdom. I, I know this is stuff, like you said many times, you're geeking out, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very exciting stuff for Tanya yep. to be able to talk about. So that's why uh, I wanted to have this conversation with her. Now, if you want a little bit more information about immune function, boosting your um, immune system, uh, please visit strongbydesignimmune.com. So that's our show, Strong By Design, with the word immune, I-M-M-U-N-E.com. And uh, you click that and you'll find out more information about uh, immune function and a protocol that you can use to help to start to boost that immune mm -hmm. system uh, <clears throat> based on a lot of what we've talked about uh, today. But 
I would just want to say thank you so much for finding time in your busy oh, yeah. schedule to sit down with me. I've learned a lot. Uh, and I, I just, I always learn something when I talk with Tanya because <laughs> she's better read than I am, uh, especially on this topic. So I hope you listeners enjoyed today's episode. Go back, listen to it again if you didn't take notes. There's some, some really good tips in there. And we really just appreciate you. If you would, please leave a five-star rating and review for the show. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. And those reviews uh, and ratings mean so much to us. And uh, thanks again, Tanya. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. And uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon. Have a great rest of the week, an amazing weekend. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode... Please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.